Uh, ready for some word about, word about healing? Yes. So we're going to get into the Word, then we'll minister. Minister healing to, to people who need it. If you came in need of healing tonight, we're glad you did. You came to the right service. Amen. If you didn't know what you are getting into, you came to a healing service and you might get healed accidentally. <laughs> Praise God. The atmosphere charged with the presence of God. It'd be easy, super easy for everyone who needs healing tonight to be healed. Super easy. All right. Now, if this is all about our ability and our, our godliness, it might be a little bit of work. <laughs> but we're not. We're just resting on the Lord's goodness, His power, His great mercy, and what Jesus did for us on the cross. So because of that, this is not hard. We're not even going to sweat unless it gets hot in here. But, you know, we're not going to sweat, lift a finger. We're just going to yield to the Lord. His power is going to flow so easily right into you, right into your body. And, uh, and his, his, his power, sometimes I've experienced it, seems it's like a, a heat-seeking missile. In other, words, uh, in other words, sometimes you lay a hand on someone's shoulder and they get healed in their foot. One time I, one time I laid a hand on, it was a really tall guy, taller than me, and big guy, and I just, I didn't know what I was even praying for. I just put my hand on his chest. I said, be healed in Jesus' name. And he said afterwards, he said, as soon as you put your hand on my chest, I felt it in my ear. And his ear was where the problem was. And his ear got healed when I put my hand on his chest. I thought, well, that's pretty cool. It just kind of goes right to the problem. Amen. And so I want to get into just a few things today. You can turn to Matthew 15 if you have a Bible. If you're able to look at a Bible, you know, just be that much better because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And if you can see it with your own eyes, you'll get that much more out of it. This is not a night. Well, I, don't, I didn't plan any way to put, it, to put scriptures on the, on the screen. We're actually going to stay pretty much in this one chapter for my whole uh, teaching on healing here, here tonight. But God is the healer. And he has made healing available to everyone who needs it, okay? Healing is not in limited supply, okay? Like medicines can be in limited supply and, you know, shortages of maybe doctors or things like that. Gas can be in limited supply. You know, lots of things they can run out of. You know, in the last couple of years, seen a lot of, you know, shipping delays and, you know, uh, uh, that kind of stuff. What's that called? Supply chain, that's the word I'm looking for. Supply chains have been delayed. There are no supply chain problems with healing, okay? No shortages in heaven. It's kind of like uh, sometimes people think about finances and the idea, the wrong idea, but that if one person is rich, someone else has to be poor, okay? That's a mentality that says, well, there's just barely enough for everyone, and so if someone gets really wealthy, that guarantees someone else has to be poor. That's not true, that's not true with the resources of the planet. Uh, everyone can be well off. Everyone can have an abundant supply. And God has made it that way where it can be. It can be that way. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So you never want to look down on those who are doing well. You just want to get in the same line they're in. <laughs> you want to say, well, what's going on in you that's working? And I want to, you want to follow that. But likewise, it is with healing. Um, uh, there's an abundant supply. There's no lack. Never have the idea that, well, if, if, if someone else gets healed, then the odds just went down for me. Like if 50% of the people got healed already, now what's the, what's the chance I'm going to get healed? I don't know, 100? 100%? Why? Because there's not, there's not just enough or even barely enough for everyone. There's an, you know, it's God's in abundant supply. His, his power never fades. The lights never flicker in heaven when, so, when a big, big miracle comes. 
Well, that one really put a draw on the power. We're going to have to get one of those superchargers to get that thing built back up. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. He doesn't drive a Tesla or a, <laughs> you know, an electric vehicle that'll go, you know, whole 70, 80 miles before you have to charge it up again. <laughs> God's battery, if you will, is eternal. It's just <laughs> always sustaining. And uh, so anyway, there's enough, there's enough power of God, plenty of healing for, uh, you know, ang nails and tumors and everything in between or everything beyond that. Power of God is more than sufficient um, to take care of everything. I know one of our recent testimonies we heard from the missions trip is, is uh, the one that stands out to me because it's so cool and so unique is uh, one, of the, one of the team members uh, prayed for, per, for the person who had uh, no teeth, right? No molars. And, uh, and they laid hands on them, and, and God put teeth in their mouth. Put the molars in them. Isn't that a cool testimony? And, and, and that just happened. Uh, that, that just happened. So I, I like cool miracles like that, because if you ever wonder, well, is that even a healing? And maybe that was, maybe that's like a special thing. Maybe that's, you know... Maybe they deserved it because they ate, you know, like something hard and, and they hurt themselves. And so, you know, I'm just saying thoughts come to disqualify people from God's miracle power, don't they? Thoughts come, well, this case is different. This is an exception. This is, this is not really healing. You just have to get something fixed naturally. And then someone goes ahead and you see God do miracles like that. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess that is on the table. What else have you taken off the table? Usually it's related to something in your own life. It's not someone else. You're not even thinking about that. With them, you're all full of faith. <laughs> but with yourself, it's, uh, well, does this one count? Yes, it counts because God is a big God and he made our bodies and there's no part of our body that cannot be fixed, restored, or replaced if necessary. I mean, how many stories have we heard over the year of God replacing things that were removed surgically or lost through injury, or even people born without things, amen, and, and, and God replaced. So again, there's no, there's no shortage there. I, I want to look at Matthew 15, and uh, today, uh, what was on my heart, soon as I, soon as I uh, you know, sought the Lord, uh, just for a second, this really just took a second, <laughs> as far as which way to go, this is the, the account that came to me that I believed I should teach on, and so I've called this uh, great faith from a little dog. <laughs> great faith from a little dog. All right, Matthew chapter 15. It reads in verse 21, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. All right, so this woman's coming on behalf of her daughter. Obviously, you, uh, you, you, know the, 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 you know the love of a mother for her child, seeing that child suffer in great ways would move a parent, move a mother to do anything to get her child set free. But notice this woman. We have certain details about her for a reason, but she is called a woman of Canaan. All right, how many know that's different than a woman of Israel? Why, say, well, why is it different? Well, because of promises, because of covenant relationship, God made promises to Israel, 
He didn't make those same promises to the people of Canaan. In fact, Canaan, remember, they were the people of that land. They were supposed to be kicked out for Israel to come in. So the promises were not to her. You say, that's not fair. Well, stay on the Lord's side. The promises were not to her. The promises were to the children of Israel, yet she's coming into the land of Israel with a great need. And you understand it. We're not throwing stones at her because this, it's not God's will for anyone to suffer in Canaan, in Israel, in Boise, in Meridian, in nowhere. Nevertheless, she didn't really have the right to do what she was doing. And that's why probably she came in there saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. She was saying, I know some of the language here. I know some of the, the, the Hebrew promises, and you are a descendant of David. She's, she's acknowledging the messianic line here, calling him Lord, calling him son of David. Uh, you know, does, did that carry much weight? I mean, did it come across as fake? Uh, I, I don't know what their initial response was. It made me think a little bit about Acts chapter 19 and the, the sons of a guy named Sceva who went trying to cast out demons from people, and the the language they used was, come out in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. So, obviously, they didn't know Jesus personally. They didn't have the right to use his name. They heard about Paul, and Paul would say, come out in Jesus' name. So they said, let's say that too. Let's do the same thing Paul did. And because they didn't have the right to use the name or a relationship with him, those demons didn't come out. They just came on him. <laughs> on the seven sons of Sceva, they came in, you know, and beat them up physically through those people. And, 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 and so this kind of reminded me of that. I'm thinking, I don't know if she knows what she's saying or doesn't, she doesn't have necessarily the right to use Uh, this language because she's not in the covenant relationship with God like they were. Hallelujah. You know, for us, I think it's a good idea to always remember uh, your personal relationship with God and what you know firsthand from his word makes a big difference. Not just copying other people, parroting what someone else might say. Uh, uh, but, but, But God backs his own word. He doesn't necessarily just back whatever someone wants or back whatever, you know, if desire were the only thing necessary, everyone would have everything they ever desired. But desire, you know, is not the only key here. I've had, I've had many people, and even in services like this, when I say, are you ready to be healed? And, and, and they, they tell me, I just want this thing to be gone. I just want all this stuff to be gone. Now, I hear their pain in their voice. They're really tired of their problem, their sickness and their disease. I just want this to be gone. But how many know that is not what makes things go away? I want this to be over. Of course you do. Of course you want it to be over. I want it to be over too. But you got to go a little step beyond I want it to be gone. Hallelujah. I'll keep teaching here, but just wanted to leave that with you for a moment. It takes a little more than I want this to go away. Of course you want it to go away. Wanting it to go away doesn't make it go away. Hallelujah. Say, what does? We'll keep listening. Uh, So this woman was desperate, of course, in a sense. She can't blame her for what she's doing, even though she's kind of treading on turf that doesn't belong to her. But the next verse says, verse 23, uh, but he answered her not a word. 
And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. Now, (laughs) this is an interesting thing. First of all, you're talking to Jesus, and, you know, Jesus has a reputation, but when you talk to him, he ignores you. I don't know. How would, you, would that offend you? Would you be bugged by that? Say, I wouldn't. I, I don't be so quick to say it. I've met lots of people. <laughs> I've met lots of church people, and some of them are very quick to get offended. Probably not you, and if so, you're changing while I'm talking. <laughs> but there are a whole lot of church people who are quick to be offended if something doesn't go the way they expected it to go. Well, I thought they would do this, and I expected this to happen, and, and they didn't do it, so... <clears throat> Well, I mean, this wasn't her ideal of response. She was, wasn't, wasn't what, what she was, was thinking. Uh, but the question is, what, what does she do next? What would you do next? I mean, some people, they'd stomp off criticizing the preacher. They'd stomp off saying, meh, 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 and find, or go post a negative review. <laughs> Jesus Ministries Incorporated. One star I went to that meeting. I went to that man. He wouldn't even talk to me, wouldn't give me the time of day. I was in desperate need. My child was suffering, and I went to him for help, and he wouldn't even talk to me. He just ignored me. Post. (laughs) Stay away from them. They're dangerous or whatever. You can see how people might act or might, might act in our day given the same situation. Um, uh, but you could do that. She could have, maybe not posted it, but uh, she could have walked away. She could have stomped away. She could have had her say. But how many know the end of the day, she got her word in there. She vented her frustrations, but her daughter's still demon-possessed. Bless God. Yeah, okay. There you go. You had your say. You happy with that? Now your daughter's demon-possessed. So sometimes we need to, I think we should recognize uh, what we're trading. (laughs) I'm trading my ability and my right to let it out and let someone have it and tell them how I feel. uh, But I'm trading that for victory. Trading that for peace in my life, for healing in my body. Come on, you guys. this This is very... Uh, real, in real life, modern day church circles. People value their own pride so much. And how many know pride is bad in all shapes and forms? I can't think of a better word to use than don't talk. (laughs) It's always bad. There's not a good form of it. But people value their pride so much that they, you know, they had their say and I was hurt and they did this to me and they shouldn't have done this to me. But the end result is they're not closer to God. They're not freer. And so we ought to be very, very slow to point and blame and criticize and judge others and just say, Lord, what do I need to do next here? Okay? And you'll see this in this, in this woman's uh, response as, as we keep going. But after Jesus ignored her or answered her not a word, okay, then after that, the disciples, they actually did speak up and they said, Lord, get rid of this woman. Would you tell her to go away? She is annoying. She cries out after us. So, so not only would Jesus not talk to her, but Jesus' staff tried to get her to leave. Here come the posts again. 
<laughs> Not only was Jesus Ministry Incorporated, from the top down, obviously, they had issues, and the staff was so rude, and they wouldn't even talk to me either. In fact, they, got, they, they made me leave, and all I wanted was help. All I wanted was healing, <laughs> and this really happened. This is not how, not, not how she responded, but this is how they, how they dealt with her. Amen. And so, uh, anyway, they could have responded in the wrong way. I, I, think, I think in our day, we need to watch for being too weak. Weak inside. Why in our day? Because our country is full of weaklings. I'm not talking physical strength. I'm just talking too quick to be hurt. And if this sounds mean, I, I, then you, maybe it's for you, for you. <laughs> I, obviously, I'm not mad at anybody, and I'm not, I don't want to hurt anybody, but we need to be a little tough, tougher inside. Yes. Have some toughness, because you, you know the, we wouldn't be reading this story if the end result wasn't good. Right. And she had this toughness to her, that she's being pushed back, she's being ignored, and yet she's staying in there. She's staying in there, something we can learn from this. Okay? And verse 24, but he answered and said, uh, he answered, so the disciples said, get rid of her. He answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, how many know that could be taken pretty harshly as well? Well, but I'm not sent to hear for you. You're from the wrong country. You're not from around here. I, I, don't, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> now, what Jesus was saying was true, He's not being mean. He's just stating, I'm on a mission, and my mission is to the lost sheep of the house of, the house of Israel. I wasn't sent to your country. Now, it wasn't that God wanted people in her country to suffer. The idea was he would, he would minister to Israel, and they would evangelize the world. He wanted everybody. But this is where he's starting. This is who, 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 who he's sent to. But in essence, I'm not here for you. Now, she could have judged him there. She could have judged his heart and judged his motive and called him names for treating her different than other people. You, you know, nowadays he would be called a, ra called a racist, right, for saying something like that, right? Be on CNN the next day, all day long. <laughs> and the other channels, you know, and they'd all repeat the same phrases over and over and over again. Jesus is a racist. But it wasn't true. There would have been an incorrect judgment, just like most of the time they're wrong about everything. But that's another message. Uh, but it was God's plan for these people to be saved. God didn't want this woman to, uh, to suffer. But verse 25, it goes on to say, because at this point she could have easily ran away. Verse 25, then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. I want you to see her response. Then she came and worshiped him. The one who ignored him, her. The one whose staff said, get her away. The one who said, I'm not here for you. I'm here for them. She came to that guy and worshiped him and said, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. This is, I mean, no, this shows humility. The proud person doesn't do this. The humble person does. Drawing near to God in worship is the right approach. You need help from God? Go humbly before him and worship him. Amen. Her prayer was so many things, so many things right. 
It was short and fervent and rational and worshipful and determined. It was humble, desperate, respectful, persevering, and full of faith. This is how she approached the Lord. This is the kind of approach that got a result. Verse 26, but he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Now that's an interesting statement. It's not good to do this. this is, so you would think after all that, she's worshiping him. Lord, help me. She still didn't get anywhere. It doesn't look like. Ah, that's not, this is not good to, to give this to you. And he uses this interesting language. Who are the children he's talking about? The, the children were the children of Israel, were the, the covenant descendants of Abraham. Okay, those were, they, they were heirs of the promises. They, they, they had rights based on God's agreement with their nation to access uh, his blessings, okay? He said, it's the children's. You're not one of the kids. You're not one of the children. This is the children's bread. And, and then the other thing you can see there is he referred to, in this case, her daughter's deliverance, which is later referred to as healing. Deliverance can be called healing, and he called that bread, bread that belongs to the children. So anyone who has a covenant relationship with God has healing bread. In other words, we could say it this way, it is your right. Just like you have rights as a citizen of our country, in God's kingdom, if you're a child of God, you're in the kingdom, you have rights to certain things. In other words, healing belongs to you. It, it, it's yours. There's not even a question of, does God want you to be healed? Can you be healed? Listen, if you're in the family, it belongs to you. Amen. You have a right to it. There's no question of will God or won't God or does he want to or not want to? Is it time? Is it... No, it belongs to you 100%. It is yours. It is called the children's bread or the children's healing, deliverance, and, and it belongs to us. It's, our, again, our legal rights. So Jesus pushed back in the situation. It even sounds like criticism. That's I mean, definitely not a compliment. <laughs> It's not right to give this, this stuff to the dogs. It's not right to give this stuff to the, to, to the little dogs. See, Gentiles were called little dogs by the Jews. It was merely an, an expression of, of, of fact that they were outside of the covenant rights of Israel. Jesus is just stating a fact. And this was the language of their day and how they would refer to those who are, who are outside. But let me ask you a question. Okay, you're the woman now. You offended yet? You got another opportunity in case you missed the first few. Here's another chance. And, and again, you might say, yeah, I put up with it when he ignored me. I put up with it when he said he wasn't sent to me. I put up, but now, now he's calling names. <laughs> and now I wasn't going to post this, but now I'm definitely going to post this. <laughs> and... But how many know, you, again, you, could, you may have reached your limit. You may be fed up. I've put, I've, you know, given all I can to this situation. And, but you can leave. You can be offended. But here's the, here's the end result. Your daughter still gets to keep her demons. 
You come all this way. So I worshiped him, and he, then he called me a dog. <laughs> I worshiped him. And that's what this is a response I get. Okay. It is what it is. What are you going to do now? What is the heart's response? How do we respond to uh, opposition? It depends on how much you want what you want, how much you're committed to getting what you came for. And, uh, and uh, she could have been, she could have left without deliverance. And, and this is where many of us lose it too. He goes on to say in verse 27, and she said, what'd she say? Yes, Lord. I just think that's powerful. After all that conversation, she says, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Not, uh, how dare you say that to me? Yes, Lord. Yet, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. That is a powerful statement. You think about it, Yes, Lord, is a great statement of humility. She's not argumentative or defensive. Whenever you find an argumentative person, you find they're not open to receiving from God. When someone won't, won't listen, when someone won't receive a word, even if it's a word of change or correction or instruction, and they're just like, well, I already, you know, well, I do this, you know. I've been tried to minister to people and I tell them, well, here's what the word says and they, I already know that. Or you quote a verse and they finish it for you. Say, well, what's wrong with that? It's all about the heart. It's all about the motive behind for what they're saying. But when someone, I already heard that, okay, then I guess you got it. Why, do you, why are you wanting me to pray for you? If you know everything, how, why are you struggling? This sounds kind of harsh, but might want to consider that there's something you don't know. Might want to consider that there needs to be greater light and understanding in the area. And so open your ears to hear. Open your ears to receive. Praise God. I wonder how much further God can take all of us in different areas. I wonder how much easier he can make uh, walking in, in healing and divine health for all of us if we wouldn't, if we wouldn't be hard-hearted and proud and closed off and think we know it already. And we say, Lord, I just, I worship you. I worship you. And if you get an answer that you didn't want, you know his ultimate will. You know he loves you. But if he tells you to do something, okay, yes, teach me more, Lord. And that opens us to, to, to receive and so she wasn't argumentative. She wasn't defensive. She said, yes, Lord. And then she called for crumbs. Because she said, the children's bread, you know, that's healing. That belongs to the kids. Yep. And you're a dog. Yep. So I just need a crumb. That, that, to me, that shows faith. Some people think they need the whole loaf to get healed. <laughs> I'm going to need to see Jesus. I'm going to need to have five angels. I'm going to need to have the glory of God hit me and run down my head like honey from the top of my head all through my body before I believe that God is working. Before I believe. She said, I don't even need, I don't need a loaf. I don't need a slice. I just, if something falls on the ground, that's what the dog's getting. 
I'll take that. That'll be enough to get me healed or get my daughter set free. Yeah. Well, what, what does that do? That magnifies the power of God. It minimizes the problem. Everybody with me? I mean, Jesus is the one who taught about faith when his disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. And he said, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you'd say to the, uh, what kind of tree? The huckleberry tree or something? Uh, uh, be plucked up from the roots, be thrown, cast into the sea, and it'll obey you. You know, the mustard seed was very small, but it, had, it was seed. You plant a seed, and what's small gets very big. Yeah? And likewise, when we, when we view our problems as small, insignificant compared to the power of God, then we say, I just need a crumb. You know, when we, we lay hands on, on, on folks in a minute, you might just say, I don't need your whole hand, just need a little finger. <laughs> I don't need even hands laid on me. I can just get in the vicinity, I'll get it. Why? Why, 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 why am I illustrating that way? I'm just saying great confidence in the power of God. Great confidence in, in his healing. It, it's not like we need him to go extra overboard for us because our situation is big. This is a serious case. No, this is little compared to the, the, the power of God. If all you could get is a crumb, it's enough. If, if healing comes in crumbs, that's all you need. And it worked for her. Jesus answered, verse 28, and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. O woman, great is. After all this, the words of Jesus are very complimentary. He is impressed with this, with this woman. This is a woman outside of the covenants. This is a woman with probably crazy stuff going on in her home, knowing where she came from, and the very fact that a demon got into her daughter. You could speculate a little bit, or you can read the Old Testament scriptures and see there was probably lots of sin going on there. And Jesus looked at this woman, this sinful woman, and said, wow, boom, great. He didn't say that to a lot of people. He said, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Her faith was revealed in persistent yet humble pursuit of the Lord's help. And she obtained the victory. You know, the Word of God tells us in 2 Peter that God resists the proud. 1 Peter chapter 5. God resists the proud but gives grace to the to the humble. You can see this woman wasn't a proud woman boasting and just uh, saying my way or the highway. She said, I need help and I'll get it any way I can get it and I'm going to worship the Lord. If he says something to me I don't like, then I'm going to change. If he says you're doing it wrong, I'm going to change and do it different. I'm going to humble myself and the grace of God was working in her and God's grace was flowing towards her and the end result was her daughter got set free. And so my main point here tonight is this. If, if the person like this outside of God's covenant promises can get healed, Everyone can. Yeah. Come on. I mean, absolutely everyone can. If a woman like this can believe, I absolutely can believe. I'm not away from God. Jesus is not ignoring you. This person got set free, ignored by the Lord. We are not being ignored by him. Now, whoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Now we have access to be with God through Jesus' shed blood, every single one of us. If she can get healed, you can be healed. If she can believe with very little basis for believing, we absolutely can believe. We have volumes of God's promises and his love and mercy in Jesus' shed blood for our victory. Come on, the, the chance that you don't get it is about zero. It's easy if all I need is a crumb. And Jesus is saying here, you're in the family. You can have the whole bread factory. You have access to all of heaven's resources. You have access to the very power of God. You only need a crumb, but that's irrelevant now because you own the factory. Say, so where do you get that? Well, when Jesus said, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He's not withholding anything from us. It's your father's good pleasure. You can have it all. Jesus didn't, uh, just didn't call, he didn't call this woman out of the crowd. This isn't how this happened. Jesus is walking along one day and you right there. You have a daughter, don't you? She's been tormented. You've been, that isn't how that happened. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, that's a help. That's a faith booster. This woman didn't get any of that. There's no word of knowledge going on. She, she, she initiated this. She initiated her daughter's freedom. She went after him and would not be denied. Are you waiting for someone to call you out? I was praying tonight, Pastor, that you would have a word and it would describe me. <laughs> Listen, I know that's happened before and people have done that, but it's only by the grace and mercy of God because you have no guarantee of that and that's not the correct way to approach. If it gets called out, then take it. If not, initiate it. Follow the Bible example of the crazy woman from Canaan who dared to go after Jesus. And when she was pushed aside, and you won't be pushed aside, but when she was pushed aside, she kept pressing on and worshiped and humbled herself and, and, and came away with her child set free by the power of God. Let's not wait for someone to come to us. Why don't you go after it? God will be pleased when you show up saying, here I am, I'm taking my healing today. No, that's not proud right there in saying that. That's not arrogant. That's saying, I, be I belong to you. You've made a promise. You've given me your word. And I'm taking you up on it. He's smiling at you. The angels aren't saying, get them away, get them away. The angels are saying, bring them on in. Bring them on in. Well, they only want a crumb. Give them a whole loaf. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I sense the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's a good timing, Lord. Because I'm done talking. That's good timing. I sense the presence of the Lord just real strong. Right here. What is that? Say, why are you saying that? Just so you know God's in this. I mean, just further confirmation. You've got his word, that's enough. I don't have to feel anything. We've got his word, that's enough. But I tell you, the spirit of the Lord is here to, is here to, make, to make good on, on God's word. 
The Spirit of the Lord is here to make manifest exactly what we just preached in you. I was wondering if tonight was my night. Are you still wondering? I'm going to go write a review. All right. <laughs> or you can just be healed. You can just, take, you can just take your own for yourself right here, right now. Amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah.